0: welcome to the decades of strength podcast we are sam marcy sarah and kim and we are four women on one mission we are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence build strength and ditch feelings of unworthiness releasing the shame around your struggles is hard work especially if you feel alone And so we wanted to create this podcast as a way to unite women of all ages, from all locations, all sizes and shapes, and really just want to invite you to sit at our table.
1: Come as you are, health and fitness is for everybody. And we're here to remind you that you belong, you matter, you are brave, you are capable, you are deserving of success. Maybe right now you don't truly believe those things and that's okay.
2: When we first got started, we didn't either. But we promise that each episode, we will show up vulnerably. We want you to realize your potential and the truth of who you really are. We will help you step into success and acknowledge that the power already lies within you.
3: If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together.
0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. I am your host today, Sam Thierry, and with me, I have my wonderful other three women, the other decades, Kim Schlag, Marcy Nevin, and Sarah Duff. And we are here to rock your world. Woo! Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> it's going to be a crazy episode. We have some serious energy in the house today. <laughs> I'm sitting on my bouncy ball, jumping up and down. We're all doing a little dance. Uh, and the reason being, because we are going to talk about the shifts that happen in the fall, kind of seasonal depression, things that shift as we move into September, October and like the holiday months, um, and how lack of daylight And just a shift in motivation can start to shift for you. Um, And we want to talk about what happens to us, what happens to some of our clients, and how we can stay motivated, stay on track, heading into the new year, feeling good, and not just using this the next two or three months as a way to just say, screw it, and fast forward to starting in January, when you could have used the next 10 weeks to work towards your goal. So ladies, um, I think that we should start by just talking about like our general experiences. I know, um, from my point of view, I definitely notice a shift in my energy with a lack of daylight and just it getting colder and me not wanting to go outside and do anything with my life. And do you guys have similar experiences or similar feelings? Do you notice that shift? Um, Sarah, why don't you go first?
3: I definitely do. I have this theory that as soon as the pumpkins, the pumpkins hit the shop, and the pumpkin like syrup stuff hits Starbucks, things just start to go like, <laughs> downhill. They just go wonky. Like it's just a really kind of weird psychological thing that happens every year. That I just suddenly everything seems like such an effort, and it is always at this point that I am like praising to the universe, grateful for the fact that my life runs on habits, because without them bad boys, I literally would sit on my butt from pumpkin time till the 1st of January and probably do nothing but kind of eat and watch TV shows. The struggle is real. And I I don't struggle from sad seasonal what is it seasonal affective effect, affective i don't think i suffer from that but it is just a real shift in like daylight um, and the temperature and just everything being harder work so if you do struggle with it i hear you but can't let it use uh, can't use it as an excuse to just let it all go to pot shall we say
0: I feel that. Yeah, I think what you said is super valuable. Like running on habits, uh-huh. it's so huge because ultimately we spend the majority of our day just doing things automatically. We don't even think about it. So if you can get to a place where that is just so, you know, routine for you, then yeah, it's going to be harder to mm-hmm. overcome the cold or the stress or the you know lack of light, but you'll do it because it's yeah. just like you're like, yep, there's going to be shitty days and we're going to do it. It's okay.
3: Yeah, and you always feel better afterwards, even if you've been sat on the sofa watching a movie or whatever, and you're thinking, "I really don't want to go out." Like, guaranteed, if you just take the time, go out, do a spin around the block, come back, you'd be like, "Yeah, so great, so glad I did that." Yeah. What about you guys, Marcy's um, Kim? Uh,
1: yeah. So I'll be honest. I live in California, (laughs) where
3: (laughs) right. All right.
1: (laughs) Rub it in, in, baby. Hold up. Let me talk. (laughs) So I mean, I don't don't have the snow. I think I would be miserable in the snow and it would be way more difficult for me to get off my ass and get outside. But even in California, where I live up in the Bay area, you know, it'll get into the twenties someday during the winter, which for me is very cold. Hashtag thyroid problems. Like I'm freezing when it's like 80 degrees outside sometimes. (laughs) So yeah, it can be like really difficult. Um, It's not so much the darkness. I actually really like this time of year. I am more of a fall person. I don't like the winter, but I don't mind when it's overcast or a little bit dreary outside. I did go to school in Oregon, or I went to college in Oregon, so I was used to that. So don't mind the darkness; it's the cold that really gets to me. And for the past, gosh, ten years now, I have you know worked and worked out with my own workouts in a gym that technically has a heater, but it's cinder block. It's really high ceiling, so all of the heat rises to the top, and it is freezing in that place. So it's really hard to like motivate myself to start my training session when it's that cold. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing, you know, like I'm a huge walker. I try to like a non-negotiable for me is at least one walk a day, if not more. So when you step outside and it's freezing and you can't feel your hands, you can't feel your feet and like snot is running out your nose because it's so cold. (laughs) this. What what am I doing? And it's so easy to talk yourself out of it. But like we said earlier, it's all about the habits. And here's the thing: it's gonna be cold, but if you're moving your body, eventually you are going to warm up. I am not kidding you. I have put on like two heating pads. I'll like microwave a heating pad, one for around my neck, one that I'll put inside my jacket. I'll have two pairs of pants. I'll have like two jackets gloves, every like whatever I need to do to keep myself somewhat warm, I prepare myself for the elements in that way. And then yeah, once you get going, you kind of warm up. So that's yeah. what I do. It's just it's a non-negotiable. No excuses. And then I feel so
0: much better. Yeah. Marcy, I think you made a really good point before we hop over to Kim. I just want to touch upon it. What you focus on is what you are ultimately gonna think about right. So if you feel like you're freezing all the time, if you feel like winter sucks, well, winter's gonna suck and you're gonna be freezing all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just like, like for example, if you if you do any winter sport or like say you do snowboarding or you or a skier, when you're doing that activity, it's fucking freezing out. It's so cold, literally freezing. You know, maybe even in the negatives. But you're not focused on that because you're focused on the fun you're having and you're like, oh, I'm going down the mountain. It's so great. But if you were to think about how cold it was, you wouldn't want to get out on the mountain ever, you know. Right. So finding things, I think, like you said, finding ways, like perspective shifts to be like, hey, you know, at least I can walk outside or at least there's like there's some beauty in this. Like, oh, it's beautiful out. Like it might be cold, but maybe there's like a great tree I can look at or there's mm-hmm. something good about what you're doing, even if the cold is kind of, you know, or the dark or whatever the thing is. That's well,
1: you. I will I'll say one thing. I kind of got into this habit. Like I got into the walking habit probably, yeah, like 10 years ago or so. And at the time I was like really into getting as lean as I possibly could. (laughs) Like that was my main focus. And I read an article on this website called T Nation. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's basically like a bodybuilding type of website. And I read an article that was called 100 workouts to ripped city. And I was like, that's an intriguing title. Like what's this about? And basically the premise of the article was all about doing not just like, not necessarily fasted cardio, but just fasted morning walks. And I was like, well, that sounds easy. I'm going to do it. And so that is what kind of started my walking habit. Um, And I came across the article during the winter. So it was just like my motivation to start.
0: You know? Uh, Yeah. That's great, because it's approachable, right? Like, you know you can go for a walk. There's not that that much mental gymnastics you have to do to get out for a walk.
1: Yeah, but it was also just like, okay, well I'm gonna start this even though it's freezing outside, Mm -hmm. you know? And I know, know, like Sam, when we were in London, we talked about that program 75 Hard, Mm -hmm. which is like, I still do wanna do it. Um, I'm probably gonna start like sometime in November but two workouts a day, one of the workouts has to be outside for 45 minutes. And it's just that thing. Like you just like throw yourself into the fire, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you need to, like, give yourself that, that carrot, right. Uh,
0: as motivation. So anyway. Yeah, no, I, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, what about you, Kim? What's your experience with the fall?
2: So I do not personally experience seasonal affective disorder. I do have uh, one of my kids who does, and I do have seasonal disorder disorder, which basically means (laughs) from this time of the year through the end of the year, I have too much to do on top of my usual too much to do because I'm a big over-celebrator. I have three birthdays in my family at this time of year, including my own. I host a massive Thanksgiving dinner. I host a massive Christmas Eve dinner, and I t- co-host two Christmas parties. All of these, I've already started, you know, doing some planning on. It's just I really like to celebrate. There's so many reasons for fun. And there was a time in my life, a long stretch of my life, that this was, um, you know, this was cause for I don't have time to exercise. I certainly don't have time to eat healthy food. I'm eating all all the stuff I'm making for all of these meals. So I will say, um, I think for a lot of people, just the fun and busyness of this time of year can be a big issue. And that is something I have a lot of experience with and how to handle that.
0: Yeah. I love that. I think what, what I'm kind of hearing you say too, is remembering to keep yourself a priority amidst the chaos in which yeah. it can feel like
2: it's fun chaos, right? Yeah. Cause all of that stuff I described, like I'm doing that because I love it, but it's still like it's work and it takes up time.
0: Yeah. So, I think generally heading into the last you know two and a half months of two thousand and nineteen right like there 's a new decade around the corner, um, and I think that we can all agree that there 's ten weeks of like opportunity, whether you improve or if you don 't do anything right you 're kind of slipping backwards because you have that room to improve and so we want to encourage you that it 's not too late to use those ten weeks, and you can certainly accomplish. A lot in ten weeks. You're not going to get your dream body in ten weeks. Of course, like you're not. It's not going to be this life changing thing. But you can make a lot of progress in ten weeks. And I think, from my experience, I would have seen the last ten weeks of the year as like, ah, I'm just going to wait till January first to start. Like, it there's there's no point. Like, kind of just tossing in the towel. And um, you know, I think throughout our own journeys, we've kind of realized like, hey, you know what, something's better than nothing, especially amidst all the parties and the planning and the fun and the family events and the food. It's like, you can still do a little something. It's, it doesn't give you this like, you know, this excuse to be like, well, screw it. There's all these things. Might as well just wait another few months to start. So.
2: It feels like you- it would be a real, it feels on the surface, like a really great reason to say like, now's not the time, right? It feels yeah. like. Uh, this isn't the best time. But the reality of the situation is you could say that about every time of the year, depending on what your personal life situation is. My very first online client, it took her a whole year to realize this. Um, I, we kept trying to talk through it. and It wasn't until literally a year had passed. She was like, I am right back where I started telling you why this is not the right time of year for me. Cause it went through like, Oh, it's summer vacation. Once we get back on a schedule well, now she's back on a schedule. Oh, the kid's football and band. It's really busy. And now it's the holidays. And now she did have seasonal affective source. Like, and now it's winter. And so we took all the way back for a whole year for her to realize there is no great time. It's literally the time in front of you. And right now we have the next 10 weeks. So is now. Yeah. Well, one thing to consider, and hopefully this gives people some
1: perspective I don't know what the statistic is. I'm sure you could figure it out if you looked it up online, but there is an average amount of weight that people typically gain between like during the holiday season. So if that's going to be you, and if you decide now's not the right time, I'm just going to start in January and you do put on that weight. Now you like, you've basically dug yourself into that hole or an even deeper hole just try to dig yourself out of come January 1st. So why not start now, even if it's not perfect, even if you just take that messy action and do something rather than nothing that way, like maybe you're just maintaining your weight. And I always tell clients in a really busy season that maintaining their weight is a form of progress. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I will finally, say this: yeah. When you are taking care of yourself, when you're moving your body, when you are getting in a workout, when you're trying to eat, you know, somewhat healthy, that is almost encouragement, I think, to keep making good choices for yourself at those parties, at the, you know, the family dinners and whatnot. So it can just make it
0: a little bit easier for sure. I think there's 33 if I'm not mistaken, 33 days between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Right? So we can add another 20 something days to that. So there's about like 55 days of the year between that holiday season and I think that that's a that is a great reason to prevent your own you know, failure, I guess you could call it, throughout those weeks, rather than reacting to it on the back end, what you're saying, Marcy, is like, you can start putting some habits in place, even if it's one habit, like Marcy talked about walking, even if you just start making your walks be something that you just do, it's what you do every day, if it's five minutes, whether it's an hour, whatever it is, but something, just start a new habit right now to start building that so that once you get to January 1st, it's like, okay, cool, I'm here. And I've kind of approached this and I have a new habit built instead of reacting to the 10 pounds you gained over the course of the holidays or, you know, as the shift happens. So.
2: And also remembering that like not every minute of every day needs to be festive time between now and then, right? So like just because you have a party one night doesn't mean breakfast and lunch have to go to pot, right? We really fall uh, prey to that all or nothing mentality. And so just really keeping in mind, like there's plenty of, there's plenty of opportunity to like Make these good habits. You know, whether it's in the morning or in the afternoon, there's plenty of time. So don't be coming from a place of fear of like, I can't do this, and this is this is not for me right now, and I can't be perfect because you just don't need to be. You don't even need to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that that brings up a really good point on just general mindset heading into this season, right? So if you do struggle with sad um if you're sad (laughs) but if you if you do struggle with that then knowing that about yourself and setting up your thoughts and like your life in a way that helps you make that easier so if you know that you're struggling like have accountability, start building in some tools that you can use to help yourself get through this time. Because it's not easy. It's harder for some people, depending on where you live, how much daylight you have, like what your life looks like. If you're in a season of transition, maybe you just started school or you're in a new job or something is happening, then making an action plan to help you stay on track. Um, So why don't we dive into some of those strategies maybe that you guys use or you found that your clients find success with in order to manage this shift in seasons um, as we head into the holidays and just kind of feeling like you're on top of your stuff. Um, let's see, Marcy, you want to go?
1: Sure. Uh so I like the
0: bright lines
1: strategy. And this refers more to I guess eating out, not eating out, but eating when it comes to social situations, right? So especially this time of year, it's like you're surrounded by all the things, alcohol, food, desserts, and it's just like, oh my gosh, I want to eat it all because it's the holidays and I'm not going to be able to get this until next year. So you kind of have that FOMO, the fear of missing out mentality. So what I like to tell people is, okay, set some bright lines, which are basically rules that you set for yourself. So that might be, if I choose to drink, I am going to limit myself to two drinks and I'm not going to have dessert, something like that. So it would have to be a rule that you came up for yourself, but that is one that has always seemed to work really well. And then that's just, you're not negotiable. Like that is what you stick to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think the rule, like creating rules for yourself. Is mm-hmm. Awesome. What about you, Kim?
2: So I think one thing, um, and actually we talked about this a little bit on our episode about vacationing, um, thinking about the things you can have versus the things that you're trying to not have can really help. And having, um, a daily, uh, ritual that you get protein and vegetables every day can really help. Um, so you're not just thinking about like, okay, I need to avoid X, Y, and Z or only have so much of X, Y, and Z, but like, hey, I need to get in a couple of portions of vegetables and, you know, a certain amount of protein. And that can really help.
0: Yeah. Do you um, have any tips for people that maybe don't have that, um, that current set of like habits or thoughts in place, like how to start to transition them into
2: Yeah. I always think it's a good idea to start where you are. So like, if you like eat like no vegetables, let's make it a goal to get one serving of vegetables in per day. If you decide you're going to try, you know, it's always a good idea. You can see where you are. You could track your food for a week and see like, I eat 40 grams of protein. Okay. Maybe we don't need to jump you up to 130. What if you moved to 60 grams of protein? What if you were like, I eat protein once a day. Let's have you start trying to get it in at two meals a day. So figure out where you are, maybe spend a week either tracking on paper or using an app, to see where you're at with protein and vegetables and just ratchet it up a notch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes it way more approachable for everyone. Accessible, approachable, and manageable. Yeah. It doesn't seem like this daunting, unrealistic mm-hmm. task. Because if you can see yourself doing it, you're going to actually do it. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to feel so burdensome that you're like, I can't do it, right? I can't do it. And so just being like, okay, like I could literally add one serving of vegetables. Like who can't do that? I mean, I hated vegetables and I could do that. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think making it like, it's like, if it, does it pass the laugh test? Like if it's almost laughable that it's that easy, then that means oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a goal that you should stick to and don't make it, it should not be bigger than laughable.
2: Like because I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like
3: what about that you, Sarah? Uh, so I like like a challenge at this time of year. Just mm-hmm. be like, um. So I've got a client who I've just set uh one nutrition and one physical like thirty day challenge. Um, so she will do that for the next 30 days and mark it off on the little like calendar thing. So making the, making the chain, um, but like you could do that with anything. If you just wanted to make sure that you still kept moving, you could set yourself and maybe two or three of your friends, like why not all get together and go, yo, let's do this. Like, let's all say that we're going to, you know, do the 10 K steps a day, like non-negotiable whether we've been out or not. Um, so that would be one thing. And also just to make sure that you're not overlooking really simple things like prioritizing sleep as much as you can, because during this time when things are getting a bit haywire with people's schedules and parties and all this kind of stuff, sleep can be neglected. And then that just makes getting motivated and getting out of bed to do anything even harder. Um, so you could even set a, put a sleep thing on the challenge as well. So Yeah challenges because obviously we've started the fit and free challenge and that's like that's really helped me just to kind of stay away from my pumpkin um depression <laughs> stay away from all the candy corn <laughs> you know I love
1: that. sleep like sleep is such a game changer and people count uh-huh. it more than anything like everything hinges on sleep and especially this time of year when it literally is what, two and a half, almost three months of what feels just like continuous events and opportunities to fall off track, to eat too much, to drink too much, to stay out too late. It's like, ask yourself in every situation, how do I want to feel? And that is what I ask myself whenever I am going whenever I'm struggling to make a decision or I am trying to talk myself out of something how do I want to feel when this is done do I want to feel shit like shit do I want to be bloated and tired and hungover do I want to be disappointed in myself because I didn't get that workout in and that always helps me to take the right action but like I said if there are so many opportunities to not feel good this time of year then you really have to get serious with yourself and ask like is that how i want to go through life every day you know just not feeling good and then it becomes even more difficult to make the next best choice because you're coming at it from a state of you know not being mentally clear not feeling good and i feel like when people do feel that way it's easier to talk themselves into oh, I'll just start again, you know,
0: January 1st.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I like that question a lot, Marcy. And I think one of the other things besides sleep that can go along with really just making us feel good is being outside, like getting outside and getting fresh air is so, uh, it's so underrated. And even when it's cold, just being out there for a little bit and enjoying like air and sun is a real game changer yeah 100%. i would much rather
1: be outside when it's kind of cold and brisk outside than when it's hot as fuck and i'm sweating my butt off and like to me that is <laughs> visible like being in that brisk air it's like it's almost like taking a cold shower it sucks yeah. in the moment but it's like very energized nice. so yeah
0: it's like rejuvenating like yeah. your, you know when you chew gum in your mouth is like <sighs> it's like your body feels like that when you get into the cold <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like a piece of Orbit, I am. <laughs> Whenever
3: I yeah. step outside, it's the brisk air. <laughs> you're a piece of
0: five gum, my dear. Five <laughs> gum, honey man. I can't agree with enjoying the cold, but I do think it has, there's many teachers, like, you can learn a lot from the cold, and that's that it's temporary, you know? You're yeah. not going to be cold forever. It's not going to be dark forever. Whatever you're going through is not going to be forever. I think that that is something that I've been constantly reminding myself of lately when I'm in kind of those moments of like feeling not motivated or feeling meh or like, I don't want to go outside. Like, I just want to sit in my bed. You know, it's like, Sam, you know what you need to do. And I have this like mental talk with myself. Like I'm talking to my inner, my inner, like little kid, like, come on, Sam, just get out of bed. <laughs> and sometimes you just have to have that little pep talk with yourself in order to like amp yourself up. I think Mel Robbins, we've talked about this before, but does the, um, five, four, three, two, one rule. Yeah, I love that. So <laughs> for anyone listening that doesn't know what it is, you basically do a countdown in your head, or you can say it out loud, five, four, three, two, one. And on one, you take action, you do whatever you're going to do. So for me, if I'm in bed and I don't want to get out of bed, which is usually the case every morning, I'm like, okay, five, four, three, two, one. And I just get out of bed. I don't even think about it. I just do it. And that's how I get into my cold shower. I'm like, I like put my hand in it and I touch it. And then I'm like, God, I just got to go do it. You know, I just got to do it. So for me, that's kind of how I will sometimes break through that barrier, I guess you would say. Um, but another thing I wanted to jump off of, a point that Kim or Marcy, I'm not sure who it was that made it, was um tackling what you can do, right? And so I think like a really good exercise, and maybe this is something for the Facebook group, I don't know, um, but focusing on what you can control. So maybe you have like a party every weekend. You have a family event, you have um you're going apple picking with your friends, Your checking out a brewery with someone I don't know whatever you're doing right there's a lot of things out of your control there but if you make a list of the things you can control you're gonna be able to see the things that you can do in that moment or in that day or in that week so if that means that you have to get up maybe a spec earlier and go for the walk or like do some meal prep for the week so that you stay on track or have more protein and veggies earlier in the day. Like you can control all of those things because the day is yours. But as soon as you leave the house or as soon as you leave your routine, it can kind of feel like you're lost and you're grasping for anything that feels familiar. And that can be scary. So focusing on the things that you can do in that moment, like, okay, I'm out to eat with friends. What can I do here? uh, okay. I'm going to eat in this, in a similar way as I would at home. I'm going to make sure I get a protein and veggie. Maybe I have a little something to try. Cool. But it's, it's still in my control. I feel grounded in my decision. And I think that you'll go to bed feeling so much better about yourself. If you stay in integrity of the things you can cha- you know, you can control. You I know. love
2: that, Sam. I think that's super important. And I think going on with that, looking for this looking for solutions instead of excuses. You know, somebody asked me recently and I made a post about it. They're like, well, what do you do to get all these steps in when it's cold? And I was like, uh, just go anyway. Right. Like sure. Some of my steps, if it's super cold, I'll go walk around target. But you know, I have a really nice pair of warm boots. They happen to be gold and sparkly. And that makes me happy. I I have a really nice warm coat and gloves and a a fluffy hat. So, you know, look for solutions. What do I do when it's cold and I want to take a walk? I bundle up right? Instead of being like, oh, it's too cold. I can't. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I do think sometimes people just, they think, They think that everything is going to be easy and just because something's a little bit harder that they just shouldn't, shouldn't do it. And unfortunately, like in order to move forward in life, you have to challenge yourself and do things that get you out of your comfort zone. And if that means like actually going out and facing the cold, then you just need to wrap up warm and suck it up. And even when it's raining, like there's these great things called umbrellas, like, you know, it's not like... (laughs) It's not like there isn't stuff that's been made to, to deal with this situation. I'm bearing in mind that I live in like probably one of the rainiest places in the, well, maybe not quite in the world, but we do get a fair amount of rain. I, if I didn't go out every time it rained, I'd be sat in my like, apartment <laughs> 24-7, do you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, good point, Kim. I think really, you guys, like you can do
0: hard shit, you know, like I think rem- remind yourself like you're resilient when you have to do hard shit, you do it right? Like when you're in a situation that sucks, guess what? You, you make it through, like you're not dead because you're listening to this podcast. So <laughs> remember <laughs> that like we are a lot stronger than you. Oh my be. gosh. Do we have dead people listening? What? Is How that weird? a ghost? <laughs> just like remind yourself like, yeah, I can do it. You know, like, uh, yeah, I'm able to do this. I'm capable to do this. Like it's sure. It's going to be a little hard, but literally anything worth having is going to be difficult in some way. And the thing is to have your why, like why you actually want to do the things, right? If you're trying to lose weight and you want to be more active, you want to eat vegetables, Then your why, the reason why you actually want to be healthier or fit or lose weight has to be so fucking strong that your excuses do not override that why, which is what Kim was saying. Look for reasons instead of excuses, because that's going to basically dictate, like, the resistance at a certain point is going to either push you to do the thing that's hard and get over that freaking hump, or to let the excuse get in the way and have you feel like you just can't do it. But you can.
1: Well, and also confidence is built by doing the hard shit. Mm -hmm. You don't build confidence by staying in your comfort zone and doing the same thing that you've always done over and over again. Like eventually you need to push yourself. And that's why I always talk about, you know, keeping the promises that you make to yourself. Like that is really important. That helps create confidence, but even more so is doing the hard stuff that you don't want to do. And forcing yourself to do it, and then realizing, oh, okay, I am capable. I can do this. And that, in my mind, is where the true confidence is really built. Yeah. Yes, fucking
0: a- man to that. I think that that is such an undervalued skill: is trusting in yourself, right? Because like every time you keep a promise to yourself, you you build that trust muscle just a little bit, right? And it's like, oh, I can do that. Cool. So if you're listening right now which I hope you are, or else you wouldn't know that I just said that to you. (laughs) Every time I say that, I'm like, yeah, you're obviously listening. (laughs) So for the person out there that's hearing me speak, (laughs) um, think about what's one thing you can do and keep that promise to yourself every day. So I know that all of us have experimented with like journaling or walking or meditating or like something that's been hard for us to start and stick with. But we've kept the promise. And I think all of us hit 10K steps a day, you know, pretty matter-of-factly at this point. It may not have always been that way. I know for me it wasn't. Um, But now it's something I have to do. Even if it means, like, getting out of bed and going for a walk, like, I'll do it. Because it's a promise that I cannot break. It's just I don't even think about the option to break it. Mm -hmm. And so find something for you that you can realistically stick to. So maybe it's the veggies thing. Maybe it's the protein thing. Maybe it's getting seven to eight hours of sleep. Maybe it's, I don't know, going for a walk every day, but find a little thing that you can do every day that you like check that box off, like Sarah was talking about, which I want, Sarah, you should explain what that means Mm -hmm. for everyone listening, but Mm -hmm. create that chain, that mental chain for yourself of, I keep getting these wins and this is really cool, and I can do this, and I can do hard shit. Oh my god, it's like I'm empowered, and then you build another thing, and it's like this, you know, this domino effect of realizing your own potential, you know? Yeah. Sarah, talk about the chain effect. The chain, the
3: sign. So it's called the Seinfeld technique, if we want to get really like, so it's um, something I think we've probably all read about in the James Clear Atomic Habits book. And it's basically this idea that you take a calendar and something that you are trying to develop a consistent um, habit with, you have that written on the calendar and each day that you do the thing, you mark in the box and over a period of time, you just see this beautiful, magical chain start to build. And actually, you you go into this mindset. I found myself and my clients, you go into this mindset of really not wanting to break the chain because it gives like a deep level of like satisfaction, which is the whole point of it. So over time, it helps you to build the consistent habit in. And then once that's in, you can then layer in another, another habit. I tend to start clients off with just like maybe one thing. And then we just layer them on and take stuff out as it just becomes more natural. So it is. it sounds like so ridiculously simple, but quite often they are the things that work the best. Yeah. That's how I started working out. Yeah. With a calendar and a purple pen. Oh my god, you were just too cool. of <laughs> <calendar. laughs> did it have sparkles on the end of it?
0: No, it was like a really lame calendar <laughs> that I printed off the internet. And, like you could barely read it. But I was like, I'm gonna make an X. And me- my roommate and I made an X every time we worked out. And when I saw that she had more X's than me, I would get really mad. So then <laughs> I would like, oh, X's. <laughs> I would be like, I gotta go to the gym. I gotta do something. And it- it's good. It like it motivates you, and not like a you know, in a slightly competitive way, but it just makes you want to be better. So to your point, Sarah, maybe the accountability is with yourself, but it's also with the friends. Like we talked about 100% or or a coach, like sure. yeah, Uh, Or a family member or like someone to just kind of keep you in check on the days where you're like, fuck this. I don't want to do anything. I want to sit down with my bag of chips and binge watch Netflix. Your friend's going to be like, Hey, meet you at the gym. Or like, Hey, did you get your workout in? And you're like, "Hey, my workout is bicep curls of popcorn <laughs> to my mouth. But um, besides that, <laughs> you know, like sometimes you just need the extra boost. I know I do.
1: Yeah. Okay. On that note about the calendar and the pen. So I think that this is something that is a little silly, but can be really helpful. And it also goes back to what Kim was saying about the sparkly boots. Like give yourself an incentive, make it fun and I think that will allow you to more easily do it. So for example, I was never really a journaler. Like I had some resistance around it. It was like, I don't know what to write. I don't have time for this. Like, you know, I had so many stories in my head about the journaling, even though it was a practice that I really wanted to get into the habit of, but I freaking love stationery. I could spend hours in papyrus or at a stationery store. It's just like, heaven for me. So my incentive to get myself journaling was to find a really cute journal. So I have this lovely little journal and every time I see it, it almost like draws me to it in a way. Like I like looking at it. I like the feel of it. And I have a really nice pen that I enjoy writing with. So like that makes the process easier. Whether or whereas if I had a shitty pen that didn't write very well and just an ugly black journal. I would have more resistance to doing
3: it. Um, Marcy, same- that's
0: not stupid. That no, is that's
3: stupid. so powerful. I have stickers. Yeah, I've got clients that have sticker, sticker packs and they use like glittery stickers and stuff. Like even, it doesn't matter what age you are. Like we've all got this inner child that just loves the whole like, glittery, yeah. sparkly stick stuff. Who doesn't too. love glittery stickers? Well, exactly,
0: Kim. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just made me realize I do that for walking. The only reason why, I mean, I like to walk, but I like to walk because I take photos of shit. Like yeah. I take photos yeah. of flowers or like scenes and that's just my, my, my old, like, because <laughs> I used to take photos for a living and like did that. And so that's still a way that I get to kind of dive, dive into, dive back into that creative space for me in the same way that I make big ass salads every day. Yeah, they taste good, but it's also fun for me to assemble this like pretty creation of a salad. It's almost like a piece of art. And I'm realizing like, I take the photo cause it's like, it's fun. And then it also helps me get veggies and it like, it tastes good, but it's this little, like, how can you make these very mundane things like a walk or a salad be like important to you? Like, how can you get them to feel good? Uh, what is it about it that makes it special for you? And that's, we're not going to be able to tell you that because it's only you know the answer to that. So like for Kim, she walks in her sparkly Ugg boots, right? In the wintertime. That makes her happy. Like I know that about her. Yeah, yeah. And and it's like in the same way that Sarah is frolicking through the streets of London, taking photos of weird objects, making them look like penises. (laughs) 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 You know? Are you talking (laughs) about (laughs) <laughs> Marcy's journaling in in pretty beautiful stationery like we all have a little there's something you know there's just like a little twist on it and it makes it feel like it's ours and so infusing fun and play into the things that may seem
2: like oh, such a drag can help it. it. Be so serious. Yeah. And really looking for those things. Like if you don't like to exercise, like start thinking, like, what could that thing be? Like, if you don't like to walk, think like, what could, like for me, like this has nothing to do with fitness, but for this is like an idea of what I did. I hate washing dishes. Like I literally hate it. So when I wash dishes, I put on a podcast or a YouTube video I want to watch, like up on my windowsill and pop my AirPods in, and it's bearable, and I'm not constantly trying to get distracted by something else. Like I'll stand there and do the dishes. So if, that, if your thing that you don't like is exercise or walking, like find a thing that makes it enjoyable that you're like, okay, this part I like.
3: I had a client who literally, he hated walking, like he just like refused. Mm-hmm. Um, then we found out, I found out he had a love of dogs so basically (laughs) we we got him to um hire a dog so he became like a dog he became like a dog what you can go to like yeah so you can do like an adoption like there's a you know go to a rescue center and take dogs out for a walk so we got him we got him doing that so yeah 100 percent. just find something that makes it bearable for you Mm mm-hmm yeah.
0: And that can be all it takes. It's just like a little thing. Like how can you make the things you're doing right now just a little bit more enjoyable? Maybe there's like a slight inconvenience at the start. Like for for Marcy, she may have had to spend $10 on her stationery, right? Like that's a mild inconvenience, like going to get it, pay for it. But then every single day she uses it, she gets a little a little high from it. You know, it's like
3: <laughs> getting high on stationery. Station is
2: Like I used to be really big on like, oh my gosh, if you're having salad, you should try and keep that sucker as low calorie as possible. It's a salad. And I've really switched my thinking on that in recent years. Um, look, if you think that the wonton strips just make that friggin' amazing, add some wonton strips, right? You know, like yeah. still keep your calories under control, but Your food should be exciting to you. And if it's like a little bit of extra fat, it's a little bit of extra fat. You're going to keep eating the salad if you like it.
3: Right. I love a wonton.
2: (laughs) It's funny I picked that because I don't don't even dig wonton strips, but (laughs) some people do. Yeah. I think that
0: that that concept can be applied to every part of life. Like there's always a way to make the things you're doing a little bit more enjoyable for a very, very small price.
3: Mm.
0: Um, And it's worth it. It's it's going to be worth it. It might be there might be a little barrier to entry with all of it, right? You might have to I don't know buy something or do something or shift something. But ultimately, if you can see yourself doing that, and you're like, you know, let's use the salad with wontons for example. If you go into your day knowing you have a salad at home you have to eat, and it's in the fridge, and you're like, I don't want to eat that. Uh, like you're not gonna want to eat it, or you'll eat it, and then you'll end up eating something else after because you weren't really satisfied. Yeah. But if that salad, you look forward to it because you're like, oh, I get some wontons, you know, and some greens underneath, but like the wontons, then it kind of satisfies you for the most part, you know, like, yeah, sure, you could always have more, but have it later. Uh, And then you go on with your day and you don't feel that like deprived feeling or like coming from a place of lack really is like you've given yourself the permission to Add the wontons, and then you get to move on with your day. So find ways to give yourself permission to have more fun, or to infuse more joy into things, or to just make your life more enjoyable. Like you can do that. You know, it's we highly recommend that you make your life something you enjoy. You have our permission. Is your wonton. <laughs> what is your wonton? What is your wonton? Kelly <laughs> want that's a wonton. I don't a even new hashtag. That's a new hashtag. <laughs>
2: oh, what's your wonton? <laughs> what's your (laughs) wonton what's your (laughs) wonton oh god so good um
0: well I think that we're kind of nearing the end of seasonal depression and how to tackle it I feel really good going into this season and I think that uh, you guys listening should feel pretty adequately prepared. Um, but I think some other strategies, like some other things that we didn't mention, just like briefly we can touch on, touch upon is like making sure that you, if you're in a place of uh, not that much daylight, like make sure you get vitamin D, take a vitamin D supplement. That's really, really helpful. And it's a really cheap way to just get the vitamin D that you won't be getting through natural sunlight. Um, I know Kim, you had mentioned using like sun lamps or like UV lamps. That's a great alternative to like natural light. Um, And, you know, getting your veggies and just infusing fun into your life, like combating that depressed feeling, right? Of like, oh God, it's dark and cold with including more fun, like maybe make more plans with friends or reach out to people that you love or start to build in maybe like a new sport or a new hobby in the winter time when you are more apt to like, want to stay in and not talk to anyone or like not leave the house. I know for me, that's why I joined axe throwing last year was because I know myself and I'm like I'm not going to do anything with my weeknights. I'm just going to stay home in bed. And I joined an axe throwing league, super random, but like I did that thing and it was really fun and it got me out of the house. And it um, got you it got you your man. It got me a man too. <laughs> Scored. <laughs> so it's it's wonderful what happens when you do that for yourself. You know, you kind of just like let yourself have some fun. But um, I think let's let's wrap up and we can give some closing words. So, biggest piece of advice and favorite piece of Halloween candy. Um, tell us the truths, uh, Kim. You have the biggest smile on your face right now, so I'm. I glad. started
2: thinking about candy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew I hit you. <laughs>
2: All right, my, my closing advice is don't look for another better time. There isn't one. The time you have is right now. And my favorite piece of Halloween candy is Reese Cups, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups.
0: Ooh, the, um, the mini or the big? or oh, the- all of them, Dumbo. Sam, all of
2: them. I love the ones. That, I don't know why they always taste better, but whatever their seasonal one is, like the Easter egg one at Easter and the pumpkin one and the, the Christmas tree one, those always taste the best, but I'll take whatever kind of Reese's Cup you have.
0: All right. What about Reese's Pieces?
2: No, I don't love them. <laughs> don't want, no. <laughs>
0: Discrimination.
2: <laughs> I pass.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, Marcy.
1: Think about how you want to feel and then take action from that place. Favorite piece of Halloween candy. So I'm going to go to two. One, if I could eat gluten and dairy, <laughs> it would be a Twix. Oh. Yes. <gasps> Yes.
2: That's
1: awesome. those are good. Yeah. Two, and I know people are probably gonna be like, oh, gross, uh, because I can't have gluten and dairy. The flavored Tootsie Rolls, oh, I love those. The
0: vanilla ones, the vanilla
2: ones, oh, <laughs> my God, I, love, I love those guys. I like the lemon ones and the lime ones. Yeah, mm. why
3: have I not it had a to- like Tootsie Roll? What? Why have I not had a tootsie roll? I I hold all of you Americans responsible because I've been with you all and you've not <laughs> fed, me a, to, you've not fed oh. me a tootsie roll. Oh, we shall
2: feed you a tootsie roll next time we see you. I Go. got
0: them in my Uber ride the other day. I was so happy. We got them oh. in our Uber ride, Sarah. They just weren't literally tootsie rolls. They were like a knockoff version. But
2: those were like
1: oh. the fruity ones. She needs like, like the chocolate. Yeah. There.
0: No, I the, want the Uber full. driver
1: was giving out tootsie rolls.
0: Yeah, man, and I didn't die. Pretty cool. <laughs> That
2: sounds good. i, so I
3: candy from my Uber driver, but <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, what's your message in your candy? So my message is: remember that this is a temporary season, um, and you can go into it telling yourself you hate it and you are always unmotivated, or you can go into it embracing it, saying this is an amazing time of year for me to still succeed um, and just get on with what you need to do. And my favourite piece of uh, my favourite piece of candy. This is very hard for me. Um, I had a Milky Way recently, and it was really rather delicious. So I'm going to go Milky Way. Was that your first time? It was not my first time. Oh. <laughs> Tell us about I, your first I, time. I, I did not Sarah. break my Milky Way cherry. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I just hadn't had them for ages, and then I had one when I was in. Um, Palm Desert and it was just It was amazing Oh,
1: That caramel, caramel's Anything with caramel, let's be real yep.
3: Yeah, oh look I'm perving so hard Right now, it's making me like, want all the chocolate <laughs> I know.
0: um, Okay, my message would be That you can do hard things You can do hard shit, like If you tell yourself you can't, you won't But if you tell yourself you can, you will And that's really all it comes down to Is like you can do the hard shit, cause you have Yes For fave candy, so I'm in Marcy's boat where I actually can't even eat my favorite candy, but I'll pretend like I can. I would have to give a three-way tie to Take Fives, because that's pretzel, chocolate, caramel. Good. Oh god. Twix. Because Twix is life. And Almond
3: Joy. Oh yeah, they're good. I had those for the first time last week.
1: How did Mm. I not say Almond Joy?
3: I don't know, you're a coconut freak. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. bounty. we have
0: bounties over here, it's the same thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made I recently made coconut, I mean uh, almond joy version of ice cream. <gasps> and I was oh, oh god, it was so good. So, you know, you can get creative, but I would say those ones, definitely. Yeah. It's like oh, the salty, sweet, hyper F- nice,
1: palatable.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give oh, me that hyper palatable, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, it's been real. We hope that we have helped you get through your seasonal depression and tackle the next 10 weeks of the year as we head into a new decade. We're excited to actually, we're all gonna be in a new decade of our lives soon. Hey,
3: yes, and amen.
0: Yeah, the decades of strength brings you a new decade. Dun dun dun. <laughs> all right. I, I won't I won't pursue a career in movie entrance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we love you guys. Uh, Hope you have an amazing rest of your day and check in with you in a few weeks. Peace
2: out. Peace out. Bye. Bye.
0: All right. That wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious, and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us.
3: If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together.
1: We love you. We appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode
2: four women, one mission. We are the decades of strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.